0: I wanted to talk to you today about about the greatest problem in our world today. The greatest problem in our world today. Now, now think back down through the centuries. Think back to to the very beginning of time as we know it. Think back to to what Genesis tells us about life. And, and you know, uh, just think back to when you were a child. Most of us, not all of us, but most of us have a few years on us. Now, think about... How life has changed. The the world isn't the same as it used to be. Isn't that right? I mean, the world's changed, right? And yet, it hasn't changed. Because the number one problem that man has had from the very beginning of time is man's rebellion against a holy perfect God, our rebellion, our sin, our deciding to go our own way. And because we decided to go our own way, that broke our fellowship with the almighty, all-loving, omnipotent, holy God. You see, because our God is holy, he, he can't be in the presence of sin. And he had to create a way for us to be right with him. And so today I want to talk to you about our greatest need and how God takes care of that. You see, sin and the guilt that accompanies sin is the greatest problem that we face today. Oh, yeah, we've got smartphones, we've got computers, we can do things that we've never, ever thought about before. I never told you all this. But Melissa's daughter graduated from the University of Miami. And one Sunday, I got up in Miami Beach, and I was here preaching to you at 1030 that very morning. Now, that's a different kind of world than it used to be. Amen? And yet. And yet, as much as things change, they all stay the same. Our sin and the guilt it produces is the greatest problem that mankind has ever had. It's the greatest problem we have today. And it's the greatest problem that mankind will ever have. We sin. The memory of that sin haunts us. And it robs us of the joy and peace that we can have today. And only God can straighten out that problem. I like to say that sin is the knot that only God can untie. You hear that? Sin is the knot that only God can untie. And I don't care how much you work at it. I don't care how much you, you 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 know much time you put in it. If you're like me, you can't even think about untying a knot today without getting your reading glasses. You know your cheaters, your helpers. You know you you, you might put it under a microscope. You might get out a, a powerful light. You might you may do everything you possibly can to untie that knot, but you can't do it. You cannot untie that knot. Sin is the knot that only God can untie. One of my mentors, a guy by the name of Paul Powell, I've, I've mentioned him many times before, but he, was, he, he had more influence over young preachers in my generation than any man uh, in the state of Texas and, and probably in the United States. And, and he told a story about how when he pastored at Green Acres for, for all those many years, he said there was a couple in his church, and they were very active, and they were, they were always uh, about doing you know God's business. And, and they seemed to be a perfect couple in so many ways, but they, they always seemed to be having problems. They were having marital problems all the time. And he couldn't figure out why. He couldn't figure out why they couldn't get past These problems, they were both good people, they were both wanted to, you know, they tried. They, They just couldn't get past it. And then, one day, when things really got bad, the man came to his office and he shared a story. He said, Pastor, he said, when my wife and I were very, very young, well, before we were married, over 25 years ago, she got pregnant. And we decided we weren't ready for a baby. And so we decided to to get rid of that baby. And we did. And I want you to know that guilt has been eating on us for 25 years. It's something we can't seem to get away from. It's something that we can't seem to to, to, to walk away from. we, We... we did this thing. And, and, and nobody else in the whole world has ever known except us. You see, they, they, did, a, they did a home thing. And then they disposed of the, the, the remains on their farm. They said nobody's ever known. But let me tell you, it's been a cancer in our relationship. It's been a cancer in our hearts. And, 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 and we need we need forgiveness. Yeah, it's strange isn't it how something that happened so far back so long ago can can affect us so completely today. But that's how sin is. If you don't deal with your sin, your sin will deal with you. And it will affect you and it will hurt you in ways that that you cannot imagine. We've got to deal with our sin effectively. If we're going to experience the abundant life that God wants us to have. You know, people deal with their sin in so many different ways. Have you ever thought about that? And, and we've all done this for, to one extent or another in our lives. At least I know I have, and I'll bet you have too. We deal with our sin in different ways. So we, we we tend to rationalize it. You know, You know, it wasn't so bad. What I did wasn't so bad. And you know, the more we do a sin, the more we get hardened to it, and the more... Our 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 tender heart gets hardened, and the less we feel like it's it's that big a deal. You know, I heard a preacher say one time: the Bible says to free, flee youthful lusts. He said, "Youthful lusts, you know what? They just become old bad habits when you get older, and 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 we get used to that sort of thing." I, I can remember one time when my. When my son was very young and and my son always had a tender heart anyway but 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 he got caught doing something wrong. It really is hilarious what he did he they They would sign their a uh, booklet every day you know every single day, and if there was nothing in there, that meant that there was a little box for every single day if there was nothing in there, it meant the kid was a good kid but you all, parents always signed it right? You always signed it well, one day my son got in trouble and and he he decided that, that um, you know, he would sign our name. Pretty smart, huh? I mean, pretty yeah, smart kid. He didn't realize that the very next day, we're going to see that same calendar there, you know? <laughs> that same calendar with that, that he had done wrong and his little scribbling that we had signed it, you know? And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. We went in and we just kind of confronted him about it and it was like deer in the headlights, you know, wow. But then his tender heart kicked in and he was broken hearted. And I thought to myself, that's the that's the way God wants us to feel when we sin. He wants us to be broken hearted about it. He wants us he wants to, to, to affect us, to bother us. He, he wants us to have that tender heart that's sensitive to when we're rebellious to him. But, some, you know, some people rationalize it. You know, some people minimize it. Ah, it's not that big a deal. And then, then some people uh, justify it. Well, you know, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. I don't know how many Christians i talk to and I'd say, man... You know, they would basically be real open about how they, 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 you know, maybe just weren't exactly completely honest when they turned in their uh, income taxes. And I would go, oh, my goodness, that's not right. Well, everybody does it. Everybody does it. Well, you know, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean we ought to do it if it's illegal. Some of you are looking at me real strange. Am I hitting too close to home? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't look at you. I don't know. But but you know, some of us push back with our mind and and act like it never happened. Oh, you know, I'm just gonna act like that never happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bury it and act like it never happened. You know, the problem is when you bury something and act like it never happens, it just never really goes away. It never really goes away until you deal with it. Until you deal with it. It's like walking with a pebble in your shoe, you know. You can act like it's not there, but, but you never forget. It's always there in the back of your mind. And some of us try to atone for our own sin. Hey, that's right, you know. We're, I'm going to be, yes, I, y- yes, but you know what? I'm going to be such a good person from this day forward. I am going to earn my way back into God's graces. I am going to be so good that, that I'm going to earn it. Guess what? The Bible says you can't earn it. You're not good enough to earn it. You're not good enough to, to to become, you know, to do all the things you need to do to get back in God's uh, you know, without that sin in your life. Ultimately, none of these things work because sin is the knot that God, only God, can untie. Our text today is found in Acts 3, 17. Acts 3, starting with verse 17. Listen to listen to what Paul says. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance. Listen to that. I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Now, listen to this. Repent then. Turn to God. So that your sins may be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You see, we're going we're to go back here in a minute, but I, I want you to see this. I've talked about the consequences of sin. There are consequences to doing the wrong thing. It will eat at you and eat at your life. But, but, but there's good news. There are consequences to redemption too. There's consequences to repentance and redemption. It's, it's a refreshing of your life. A refreshing of your life. So, what does our text tell us today? Very simply, the conditions of forgiveness. One of the conditions is repentance. Repentance refers to an exercise of the mind and also of the will. It has two profound meanings. To care afterwards, to regret. It carries with it the idea of doing something or saying something and then changing your mind and being sorry for it. You hear that? Changing your mind and being sorry for it. Sorry enough, sorry enough that you don't want to do it again. Sorry enough that you don't want to do it again. And, and, and the very simple definition of repentance, you know what it is, is to be walking one direction and turn around and walk a different direction. That's Repentance. You know? I was walking in this direction. I realized that's not the way God wants me to walk. So I'm going to turn around and I'm going to walk in a different direction. I am going to change. I'm going to be different. I'm going to repent. I'm not going to do that anymore. Jesus told a story about two a man with two sons. And, and, and remember uh, this story. He said that that you know, uh, I want you, you, you to go into the vineyard and 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 I want you to work there, and and the first son said, "Yeah, well, I'm not going to go." Or the first one said, "I'm going to go. I'll go. I'll go." But then he didn't. And the second one said, "I'm not going to go." But then after a while, he changed his mind, and then he went and he worked in the vineyard. Now, which one did the father's will? Remember that? Which one did the father's will? Yeah, the second one the one that said, I'm not going to go, but then he did. Now, think about us and think about how we deal with sin. How many of us are that first guy? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. I will change. I will repent. I will change. I will... But then we don't. Are we doing the Father's will? Are we really repenting? You know. Or would it be better for us to say, God, I just don't know. I just just don't know. I don't don't know. I'm just, I I don't think so. But then after, you know what? He's right. And we repent and we change the way we live. Which of these boys did the will of his father? It's the one that acted. It's the one that truly repented with his life. A poet said it well when he said it like this. Repentance is to leave the things that we have done before and prove that we in earnest grieve by doing them no more. Wow. That's pretty strong, isn't it? Let me read that again. Repentance is to leave the things that we have done before and prove that we are, earn, we are in earnest grieve by doing them no more. Repentance is a change of mind, but it's also a change of behavior. It's a change of mind, but it's also a change of behavior. You know, there, there was a group back in Jesus' time that, that now, now mentally we would never give a cent to these guys, but, but there was a group back in Jesus' time that said, it really doesn't make any difference how you live your life as long as you say the right things. Say the right things and it, we're good, you know. And, and, and I know all of us today would go, oh, no, that just doesn't work. That's not right. But how many Christians today live their lives like that? We say the right things, but then we just go about and do what we want to do. Now, I'm not trying to be a legalist, guys. You know, I, I'm saying that that when when the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and, and you're truly repentant, then it's it makes a difference in how you live your life. It makes a difference in your behavior. Repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change in behavior. Why is this so hard? Well, Hebrews 11 tells us, 11.25, it said, you know, sin is fun for a while. No doubt about it. You know, if sin was painful from the get-go, we wouldn't fall into that hole, would we? I mean, we wouldn't. But it's pleasurable for a time The scripture tells us that sin is pleasurable for a time, but then it enslaves us. Pleasurable for a time, and then it enslaves us. So we need to understand that that, that forgiveness is no light and easy matter. It demands that we repent. It demands that we become different. It demands that we allow the, the, the Holy Spirit of God to change us. And please, do not misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that you can change on your own, but I am saying that if you allow the power of God to come into your life, he can change you. But you've got to be open to that. As one of the songs we sung just a few minutes ago, you've got to surrender to that process. You've got to allow God to come into your life and to do that in your life. You see, you know, first of all, we need an initial cleansing. First John one nine says, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So we need that initial cleansing, you know, that, that we understand that we're a sinner and we confess. You know what confession means? You know what confession means? It just means to agree with. That, that we feel that, 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 that uh, burden of sin, of guilt... And, and and we agree that what we did was wrong. We agree that that's not the way we should live our lives. We agree that we messed up. Confession is nothing more than agreeing. Agreeing that we are sinners. That's what confession is. Agreeing that we're sinners. And then we invite the Spirit to come in and to work in our lives. Let me ask, I, I'm not going to ask you, just... Most of us here have been, quote, believers in Jesus Christ. We went through our conversion a while back. It didn't happen this morning. It happened a while ago. Have you sinned since then? Yeah. Have you sinned since then? Yeah, you have. And so we not only need that initial conversion we also need a continual cleansing a daily confession, daily confessing our sins and growing more and more like Jesus I believe this with all of my heart I believe that the the longer you're a Christian the more sensitive your spirit will come to the sin in your life and there are things when you're converted there are things that you may say you know what that, there's nothing wrong with that, and then the older you get, and, and 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 the more, the closer you walk with Jesus, you may come to the place. You know what? I, I didn't used to think that should. I didn't think that was a problem but you know what now I realize that that probably shouldn't be a part of my life. I probably should leave that out of my life. But then there might be other things that you might be really legalistic about and you may be hard on people and 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 the more the spirit God's spirit of grace and forgiveness and love comes into your heart you you become more graceful to people and more loving to people. You know, you know the hardest people I've ever met the mo, the mo, the most um the, judgmental people that sometimes i've ever met are new christians because because they they see the truth but they don't know how to how to apply grace and and forgiveness to other people and so the goal is to become more like jesus amen that's what god wants is for us to become more like jesus i tell you i, I look through the more and more i i I try to discern my Lord. Try to understand Him. The more I realize, He never compromised the truth, but He loved everybody, and they knew it. They knew it. He 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 was never harsh or ugly to people, uh, in the sense that He was not. Well, you can you could you know. Maybe a few people, but there were reasons for that. And so we look at that and, and we need that initial cleansing, we need that continual cleansing. Um, so so you need that and, and I, don't, I have a very simple question for you this morning. When was the last time you felt like you were cleansed? When was the last time you got really serious about your sin and real, and felt like you were truly cleansed? this morning? yesterday last week last month hasn't been a while cuz you see i believe our lord wants us to continually come before him and ask forgiveness for our sins and, and go through that continual cleansing you know i don't know i don't know if you're like me but man i tell you what i i wear some clothes and i don't want to wear them again before they get cleaned our lives should be like that we should continually be coming before the lord to cleanse us now let's look at the completeness of, 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 of forgiveness. Look, look at verse 19. Repent then and turn to God that your sins may be wiped out. Wiped out. This goes back to a time when, when uh, they had, uh, pi- paper was very, very expensive. It was very, very hard to make. They didn't have the, the techniques that we have today. And, and ink did not have any acid in it. And so ink did not go into, it did not penetrate the paper. It just sat on top. And that's the reason why when somebody would write something, they would have to lay it out and let it dry or it would just kind of run off the page. Okay. But the neat thing about this is that if you wanted to use that paper over again, you could because the ink didn't go into the paper because of the lack of acid. It just sat on top. And so you could take a wet towel and you could wipe the ink off and you could use that paper over and over and over again. It was like it was a clean piece of paper. And that's the idea here. the idea here is it is that your sin is blotted out it, it you know the sin, even though we feel like that sin has penetrated our lives, God can completely take it away, completely take it away a complete forgiveness, and then this affects all of our lives it affects our future it's the hope of heaven. I tell you what I, I love old people. Excuse me, that's not a very uh, you know, politically correct way of saying it, but I love folks with age on them. Uh, and, and, and I've realized being around folks that have a little more age on them than I do that, that the older you get, the more precious the thought of heaven is. Let me tell you something growing old is a losing proposition. Did you know that? It's a losing proposition. We lose in our society. You lose it physically. You lose you lose so many your ability to earn. You, you lose so many things. And and and. But when we know that we have paradise awaiting on the other side, that's a wonderful thing. And and most of you, I'm sitting here looking at most of you. You know, that's not a real big thing to you right now. It's not a big thing. You got a lot of life left to live. At least you think you do. I do too. I do too. But we don't know what tomorrow holds. Amen? But anyway, so, so, so that, that is a promise for tomorrow. It's a promise for the present too. And, and see, this is something that we need, to, we need to grab a hold of because so many people say, oh, you know, well, one day I'll die and everything will be okay. One day I'll die and I'll have, I'll have that, 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 uh, that joy that, that God wants me to have. Listen. In this life, you're always going to have trouble, but you can have that joy today. You can have it right now. I love this old, uh, this old uh, poem. I'm not interested in the pie in the sky by and by. I want a chicken in my kitchen today. I want a ham where I am. I want it right now. I want to have that joy and peace right now, and you can have it right now don 't have to wait twenty years you don 't have to wait till God calls you home. You can have it right now doesn 't mean all your problems go away, but you can have that peace and joy right now. but you have to be repenting, you have to be continually being cleansed, you have to be continually being forgiven, and also the past you know it 's for the future it 's for the present it 's for the past. Remember, God forgives our sins and he forgets our sins. I was thinking about this the other day. What if there was a big manhole cover up here on the stage here? And one day we said, you know what? We're just going to, I want you to write all your sins on a piece of paper and we're going to take this manhole cover and we're going to pull it off and we're going to take our sins and we're going to throw them into that manhole cover. We're going to cover it up. You know what some of you do? you'd come back in the middle of the night and you'd pull that manhole cover off and you'd start looking for your sins. you start looking for them. And you know what would shock you? If you looked down there and you saw that that hole was a bottomless pit and there's no way you could ever get them back. They're gone. When God forgives, he forgives completely. When he forgives... He forgives completely. You know what? We're all human. Maybe you're having a hard time forgiving somebody. Maybe your spouse is having a hard time forgiving you. Maybe your parents have a hard time forgiving you. Maybe your children have a hard time forgiving you. Maybe your boss has a hard time forgiving you. Maybe you're having a hard time forgiving any of the folks that I just mentioned. But let me tell you something. When God forgives you, it's gone. And you don't have to deal with it anymore. And it doesn't make you more spiritual because you hold on to things that God decides to let go of. And so, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? That that forgiveness is ours. You know, Satan has two... Basically, Satan has two goals. His, His goal is to keep you from accepting Jesus Christ... But then if he can't keep you from accepting Christ, his second goal is to keep you from living victoriously. You hear that? He he doesn't want you to accept Christ as your Savior, but if you do, he wants to keep you from living victoriously. He wants you to hold on to that guilt that God wants to wipe away. And he wants you to live free and joyously. And then finally, let's look at the consequences of forgiveness. Look at what he says here. He says, Repent, then turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Wow. What a great, great promise. Times of refreshing. Listen, your sins are either forgiven or they are not forgiven. Which is it? And let's get very theological here, very simple. You know, if you have asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, then ultimately you know all of your sins are forgiven. But are you living in that joy today? Are you living in that joyous abundance today? Is there some baggage that you need to come up and let go of? See, I don't know. But it goes back to what I asked you a few minutes ago. When was the last time you went through a cleansing? When was it? When was it? You can't unscramble an egg. You can't unbreak a piece of glass. You can't undo your sin. Sin is the knot that only God can untie. But you can be forgiven. You can be cleansed. You can live abundantly, whatever your circumstance. You see, sin is still your greatest sin. It's your greatest problem. It's still my greatest problem. But God doesn't want it to be. He wants us to give him, him our problems, our sins, each and every day. He wants to cleanse us of the all unrighteousness. He wants to take those things away on a daily basis. He wants us to live victoriously each and every day. We're getting ready to have the Lord's Supper. In some faith traditions, taking the Lord's Supper is a means unto salvation. It is not here. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is not here. Here In a few minutes, we're going to come up and we're going to to eat the bread that that symbolizes the broken body of Jesus Christ, and we're going to drink the juice, uh, the the fruit of the vine that, that, that represents his blood, and we're not going to do that so that he will forgive us. We're going to do that in celebration that he's already forgiven us. We're going to do that because we're already part of the family. That we've already been accepted, we've already been washed by the blood, we've already part of His kingdom. And so today, as we close, I want you to think about a couple of things. Number one, if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, I will say this: if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you you shouldn't come up here today, because this is a family dinner. If you have, then you come with assurance that you're forgiven and that you're welcome at the table. That it's a celebration of what Christ has done for you. When was the last time you went through a cleansing? Only you can answer that. It's really, really important that you can.